uh, interesting topic. Uh, today I'm just going to talk about uh, um, friends and uh, people that want to be in your life or friends, but they don't really have the same attraction as you. Um, you know, as we go through life, we meet a lot of different people. Um, and I know as I go through life, like, I try to be a good person, you know, do the next right thing and everything like that. Um, but I, I try to, uh, surround myself with, with people that are, um, trying to better themselves and, um, and better their lives and everything like that, and, you know, I know a lot of people that, you know, are either, like, dramatic and uh, have a lot of chaos in their lives, and they like to bring it down on others, Um, you know, I try to stay away from people like that, it's because it's, like, all this negative energy that, that comes towards you when you surround yourself with people like that, and then, you know, that's what you're used to, you know, you're only used to talking about Bill and Bob at, at work, and how shitty they are, and how they smell, and, you know, and who's doing this, and who's doing that, and then you get caught up in it, and then, you know, then you're fucking putting this black magic on people, and, you know, talking bad about people, and, you know, and it's just like, <laughs> like, yeah, it, they're pretty much haters, man, and it's just like, I want to go through life, like, being happy, joyous, and free, and not, like, stuck into this black hole where it's, like, everything's negative, you know, and it's, like, going through life and trials and everything, and, uh, you know, especially, like, relationships, and it's, like, my girlfriend, it's, like, she's, like, a nice person, and then, like, you know, these girls want to be her friend, and they're just, like, a whole bunch of fucking negative people, you know, and it's just like, come on, like, you don't see that, and I guess, I don't know, like, I'm like, a different type of person that's more like straightforward, and like, can see it, or whatnot, and, uh, like, I don't mind, you know, like, turning people down, or whatnot, I don't feel obligated to, like, let people into my life, and, you know, if I'm not comfortable with it, so, like, that, that's also the thing, it's like, you know, you are who you surround yourself with, if you're sticking with winners and everything, there's a quote from somebody, like, you can't hang out with a group of chickens and expect to soar with eagles, so, you know, next time you're, you feel like you're in a situation where it's just, like, a negative life or whatnot, like, check your surroundings, check the people you associate with, check your, your friends and stuff, and, know, if it's just not things, cut them off, you know, you gotta, gotta go through life, you know, happy and joyous and free, that's what it's all about. Hello and welcome to, uh, Interesting topic, um, I'm going to talk about, what I'm going to talk about today is, uh, uh, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it's, uh, so it's, um, it's a book, uh, 
written by Bill Wilson and Dr. Bob. Bill Wilson's from uh, New York. Dr. Bob's from uh, Akron, Ohio. Um, so uh, the book is pretty much um, a way of life. Uh, these guys were alcoholics back in the 30s, and uh, alcohol took over their lives. Um, you know, low-bottom alcoholics, they almost lost everything. They couldn't keep jobs and everything like that. Um, so what they pretty much did is found a solution to uh, alcoholism. And, um, you know, to me, um, you know, I read through the book, and it's such an amazing thing because it's, uh, it's a spiritual approach. Uh, it's not a religion affiliation, anything like that. They do talk about God. Uh, it's not religion-based. Um, so, the one of the first chapters is uh, doctor's opinion. Um, it's about uh, Bill, how he went and saw Doctor Soap work in New York, and um, he the doctor labeled him uh, a hopeless uh, alcoholic. Uh, uh, Bill, he tried to do everything uh, to stop drinking, just couldn't figure it out. The doctor tried to help him, and nothing happened. Um, but later on in that chapter, it talks more about, um, you know, what makes someone an alcoholic, you know, it's, uh, the mental, physical, uh, and a spiritual disease. Uh, they say it's a disease. Uh, I believe it. Um, you know, uh, alcoholics are different from the normal drinkers. They're abnormal drinkers. Uh, they suffer from the mental obsession towards, uh, alcohol and drugs. And the second part is the physical allergy. So, you know, they're allergic to uh, alcohol. And how that happens, um, once they pick up the first drink, uh, it kicks off the phenomenon and craving. And uh, they keep drinking and drinking. Uh, either either to oblivion or uh, wake up the next day and, you know, continue drinking until they're, you know, completely removed from the situation. Um, so what, what, uh, Bill and Dr. Bob figured out, um, it, it still talks about it in, in that chapter, uh, the spiritual solution, um, how this one guy, Bill, was labeled hopeless from his doctor. Um, he pretty much took a, a spiritual approach and, uh, as what the doctor said, he, uh, you know, once the a hopeless alcoholic, he turned into a reliable man, and, uh, and it goes further on, and the next chapter is Bill's story, uh, pretty much just sums up his life, um, until he got sober, um, and then it gets into, uh, another chapter, uh, more about alcoholism, and it just talks, uh, more, um, of the powerlessness over alcohol, um, and then it gets into their solution that still talks about step one, uh, being powerless over alcohol, and their lives are, have become unmanageable. Um, and then it gets to uh, we agnostics. We agnostics. Uh, I found a very powerful chapter. Um, so uh, in, in the first uh, paragraph of the chapter, it says that you know if you have little control over the amount you drink or you feel like you cannot stop once you picked up pick up drinking then you're probably alcoholic and then if you're alcoholic uh, you're suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer 
Uh, so it tells you there. Uh, you have an illness, you have this disease, and the only thing that will conquer this disease is a spiritual awakening, a spiritual experience. Uh, so we agnostics focus on step two, and uh, step two is came to leave a power greater than itself and restore its insanity. Um, and it gets in there and it talks about how it's not religious affiliated, but it's more about finding a power greater than yourself because, uh, you know, uh, alcoholics run on self, self-will, and that they didn't end up picking up bottle again so when they figure it out we have to rely on a power greater than ourselves and it talks about you know pretty much just summing up in a nutshell is pretty much you're an independent contractor you can pick and choose um you know what you want to be your higher power uh, and that you know why not believe you know if uh you know if it's working for other people why don't you try and then it gets into uh how it works how it works is uh, where they lay the steps out. Um, you know, it starts off with rarely having seen a person fail to thoroughly follow their path. Uh, that path is talking about the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, we talked about the first two uh, after um, going through all the steps. Um, it gets into the third step, and, uh, you know, it says that... Um, Um, it says in, in the chapter that the three pertinent ideas, A, that we are alcoholics do not manage our lives, B, that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism, and C, that God could and would if you were sought. And then it says, if you believe this, you're, a, you're now in step three. And then, uh, the rest of the chapter um, it dives into uh, step three and four. Uh, and step three is made a decision to turn our will and life over to the care of God as we understand here. And I remember someone once told me, you know, when it, when when it when you read step three, you know, it sounds from an outside perspective, turn our will and our life over. You know, what does that even mean exactly? You know, and I, what what the guy said was we just turn our thoughts and our actions over to uh, the care of God as we understood it. You know, and. You know, and what what really is that in a nutshell? You know, what is that? Just try to do the next right thing. You know, if you're an alcoholic or an addict, you know, the next right thing is don't pick up. That's it. Um, and then it gets into uh, the third step promises. Third step promises that we had to do it forward, being all powerful and providing what we needed if we got close to our former work well. And right there, man, that's just powerful stuff. And it gets into uh, step three. Uh, I mean, uh, the third step prayer. Uh, third step prayer is uh, a lot of thou, thou, those shit. Um, it goes like, uh, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me, play with me as thy will, relieve me of the bondage of self, that I may better do thy will, take away my difficulties, that victory over them, and bear witness to those that would help with thy power, and thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Amen. And that's some powerful stuff. And then right after the third step, uh, prayer, uh, I actually have to backtrack because <clears throat> when it talks about the third step, there's, you know, a lot, a few paragraphs where it gets into self-will one riot and uh, how this delusion is of, uh, you know, that the, the, um, the root of our troubles 
you know, it's driven by a hundred frequency or self delusion, self seeking. You know, that's where it's uh, it's kind of saying like alcohol is not the problem. We have to look at ourselves. You know, and that's powerful. Um, and then after now I'm going forward again after that prayer, I just said the third step prayer. It says next we launch the vigorous course to action, and that's when uh, that's when it gets into uh, the fourth step. I made it. Uh, made a fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Alright, that's all I have for today. Thank you.